Welcome into the Hustle Show podcast. It's Wednesday. I'm Drew Martin, joined by Chris Thurston, Kelly Stewart, Adam Trigger, wagertalk.com. We got Viva Tequila Seltzer.com. Promo code Hustle20 at checkout takes 20% off. We are breaking down college basketball slate for tonight. Maybe some uh some extra stuff off the board, if you will, throughout the next 30 to 40 minutes. Going around the horn here, welcoming in the crew. Chris Thurston at CTBet16 on Twitter. CT bets, welcome in, buddy. How you feeling? Drew Martin bets. Uh, any better? I'd be in heaven, to be honest with you. I'm still uh, <laughs> celebrating uh, Sunday. I'm still celebrating football season and the playoffs and the Chiefs. It was a good way to close out. But Drew, the show must go on. And uh, college hoops. We're here until the national championship, and uh, I plan to keep my pretty good run in college hoops going as well. So good to be here back with my three best friends, and uh, let's get it rocking and rolling. Love to hear it, man. At least somebody made some money in the Super Bowl. I know I didn't. At Kelly in Vegas on Twitter, Kelly Stewart, Barstool Sportsbook, wagertalk.com. Kelly, did you make any money in the Super Bowl? No, Drew, I went 0-2. And, and actually, I did. I did make a little bit of money. I hit a Super Bowl square. But by that point, I'd had so many Vivas, and I was so pissed <laughs> at so many different outcomes that didn't occur that I was like, oh, cool, fuck me, right? I won the squares. And everybody's like, if you don't want the money, we'll just take it. And I'm like, it's not about that. Yeah, you know how it goes. Uh, it, was a, it was a really fun time through a great party, drank a lot of Vivas, uh, had a lot of friends over, and uh, the Chiefs fans at my party were very happy. The Eagles fans left uh, very, very quickly. I'll leave it at that. Were they screaming back and forth at each other? Was there a lot of like... No, but you know what ended up happening? I noticed, because like, you know, when you're hosting, you're talking to everybody, right? Yeah. And I didn't have any skin in the game as far as the side of the total goes, so I just was just watching, and... I noticed basically the Eagles fans ended up on the couch. The Chiefs fans were outside on that TV. And then like everybody else that was just either there for the drinks or whatever was kind of just mingling. But it was very interesting how it got very separated very quickly, uh, especially right after that Chiefs uh, fumble six or whatever the heck it actually was. I missed the entire play because I was too busy being in the kitchen. Shocker, I know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I know, I know your Super Bowl parties are fun. I know from experience in the past. So, uh, uh, oh, Muhammad's over here crying. Crying. Cry harder, Muhammad. You deserve all of the pain and suffering. And I know, I know that I shouldn't be mean to you, but all you did for the last six weeks was fucking chirp in these comment sections. <laughs> I didn't care about the outcome of the game, but now that you just brought that up, now I just have to just like, oh, take that, Muhammad. Sorry, Eagles fans. <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly, Muhammad. Fly, Eagles, fly. Got the green oh. on and everything there, CT bets. Guys, yeah, CT I even dressed for the Fly Eagles Fly occasion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one thing I learned from betting the Super Bowl this year is don't put too much on like the kickoff or the coin toss because if you lose that bet, the, the, it kind of ruins the rest of the day. That's something that happened to me with the kickoff. I bet no touchback. And of course, boom, it almost like he could have caught it, but he didn't. And, hey, it is what it is. Adam Trigger. At Top Flight SI on Twitter, wagertalk.com. He does spaces on Twitter, all kinds of stuff. Knows his college basketball, except for one game tonight. I think he might be <laughs> a little bit off. But Trig, welcome in, man. How you feeling? I feel good. I had the Chiefs. I mean, it was just like I kind of just piggybacked it. Like Saturday night, I was like, all right, it, it looks like the right side to me. I didn't really have much of a handicap. I knew Chris liked them. That that was sort of enough for me to be like, all right, that's my side here. What I learned, Drew is don't put too much money on the Rihanna props that you know are going to win because you might not get paid for them. And I'll leave it at that. Uh, found that out 
Yeah, listen, it happens. Yeah, and when um, CT's like, I can't believe you didn't trust my information. I've been down that road before, Treg, and I'll leave yeah. it at a very, uh, I, I'll leave it at a very uh, neutral level there because I, I do work for a sports book, so I have to be careful. But yeah, when you are trying to get down, you know, multiple bets on sharp action, I mean, I sat right there and told everybody, I go, the anthem's going over. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I already knew it was going over, but I didn't have anywhere I could bet it. Like, there was nothing I could mean, do. Yeah. And even though I got great information on it, it didn't matter. And you're right. Sometimes that's the uh, the gamble, if you will, that you take betting with uh, either locals or offshore. There's nobody there to regulate and force them to pay you. We I got paid a two out of the three guys that I bet the Rihanna props. Um, Good. So won some money. Can't complain off of it. But yeah, one guy that Trig and I got down uh, pretty big with refused to pay. Uh, but it is what it is. You exactly like you said, Cal. Man, interesting. Um, you know, like like I saw somebody like Dave Mason, he tweeted out like, hey, if you want to bet that stuff, you got to bet it early in the in the in the right. week. I so, I mean, I guess you could say that's kind of like a little bit more of a reputable one. But like, I, I don't know. Do, do you do you feel comfortable talking about it, CT or or no? Yeah, I don't care. Sure. Yeah, I feel comfortable talking about like, it. Like, yeah, like I mean, what exactly happened? Uh, got some information on what um, Rihanna's first song and last song was going to be. Um, from a really good source that was it was 100% confirmed and um, tried to get down on it and by the time I got it bet online had taken it down uh, a lot of the, le- the legal books uh, you know we're only offering about $25 $50 on them so I was able to get down on a few of those right but when you have winners you know how it is you're betting these at nine the one seven the one you want to get some some real money down on them so <laughs> I was able to with some you know you know, the local, uh, the local Joe's, right. If you will. And, um, got down a few, few hundred bucks at, at, at a few shops and got paid by two out of the three of them. One of them cried and said, after the, he texted me after the game and said the information was leaked. Uh, so I, I am not, I'm voiding those bets. Ooh. Trig and I talked about this a long time. I would have had more respect for him if he had just canceled them before the game started. Uh, and not waited until after the game. If he knew that the information was leaked, then he should have canceled those uh, before 6.30 p.m. Eastern when the game started, Drew. So no respect for uh, for that guy. But you, like, you know, Kelly and I always talk about, can't trust uh, pretty much anybody in this fucking racket. Or in this world. But that's beside the whole point. I only spent four hours today talking to a lawyer. So joy. I should be having a Viva right now, but I don't think it'd be very good for my mental health. I thought you were just having a, having a glass of. <laughs> I know. I thought that was like a glass of champagne. It was <laughs> it like a. <laughs> oh no! I'm not celebrating yet, but I'm gonna get there. Don't you worry. I always win. I might not win in the short term, but I always win in the long term. And you guys remember that. <laughs> Playing the long game here, as we got uh, hey, a full slate of college basketball tonight, guys. We're gonna get you ready. A bunch of seven o'clock Eastern. We actually got a six thirty happy hour special here. Ole Miss in Florida. Gators minus 10 in the hook, 138 being the total in the SEC. But um, I know we got some big ones, Alabama and Tennessee coming up. Uh, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Xavier Marquette, number one and two in the Big East we can break down and some late night action. Um, Anybody have anything in that uh, that early game that we need to get out first or a game you guys want to hit at the top? I just had a horrible flashback, but I'll let them go first, and then I'll tell you what my horrible flashback is because it'll lead because us in Now there. you have to say it, Trig. What is wrong with you? Just say it. What's All your right. horrible flashback? All right. My horrible flashback was last time Drew and I were on opposite sides yeah. in an Alabama basketball Ooh. game 
we did this show <laughs> and we did a friendly wager and I blew a 16 point lead and didn't cover with Alabama. Drew had LSU plus the points. Alabama blew a 16 point lead and then won by two on some bullshit, like on some like total, like I think they were just bricking free throws left and right. And then, yeah, it was something like that. And now here we are Wednesday night on the hustle. I have Tennessee minus three. Drew's on the other side. And I just had a flashback to, to that. So that, that was it. I don't know. Should okay, we talk great. So about I won't Tennessee, be joining Bama you now? on Tennessee. That's a great, <laughs> that gives me just enough. I'm like, I'm late to the party. <laughs> Drew likes the other side. And this is what happened last time. That almost gave me enough. Just be like, you know what? Kelly, this is just, you're late. Maybe find something in game here. Oh, that was such a great time, too. We, I, if you guys don't remember, we went to uh, Las Vegas and Trig picked up the happy hour tab. Happy hour, that yeah, was for right. the happy hour tab. That's right. Yeah. Not, that's yeah. right. Yep. I don't remember that. It was that's supposed right. to be 500, but I believe yeah, it went over. Yeah, and it was over. terrible because I was so hungover. I couldn't even, like, get my fair share. I was like, I had, like, one drink. I remember talking to Chris's brother, Steve, and he's like, are you good? And I'm like, not really. <laughs> just trying to, I'm just trying to drink this $18 cocktail because Trig had to pay for it. Yeah. I remember that happened to me too. I, I was so into the game that was going on because I bet it that I I really only had one drink. And as he's closing you, out, I'm like, no, I, like I need at least one more. You were on the far side of yeah. the bar, like watching. I Chris, think you had the over. No, yeah, Chris yeah. needed Memphis. Chris needed Memphis huge. He got it. But like he would have completely trashed that place if they didn't cover that because they led most of the game. That's I remember that. <laughs> Drew, oh, I, I, uh, I, I'd like to go first just because uh, my game's on the move and – Hopefully you listened to Trig Spaces uh, about an hour ago because I gave this one out. Uh, I tweeted it out earlier this morning and then gave a broke down, breakdown on Trig's um, Spaces. And you could have got the a, a really good number and it's moving now. So um, shop around. And that's uh, I'm heading to the Big East here um, for my big game breakdown. Xavier at Marquette. And um, we got some news here. Here, Drew. I'm on Marquette. I, I, I have Marquette minus five and a half in pocket here. Um, there's still some rogue shops out there where you could get some sixes, Drew, but this thing uh, at respected books have, have gone up to seven here. Um, the Musketeers and Marquette Golden Eagles, right? They've, they've stood out as two, two of the most dynamic and competitive teams in the Big East here, and the, tonight's a huge battle uh, in Milwaukee, right? They currently sit uh, in a tie for first place, and they're playing for the top seed at Madison Square Garden here. And that's available for the taking tonight. And um, no game matters more than, than this one. Everyone knows I'm really high on Marquette. I have a nice future in my pocket. I'm 30 to 1. And you could probably get better than that if you shop around right now. I saw some 33 to 1s um, on Marquette this morning. I love this team at home, their own building here. They're unbeaten in conference play. Um, they're third in offensive efficiency and shooting the best percentage on two-pointers in the country. Saw that stat this morning. I thought that was uh, uh, noteworthy to point out here. And a lot of their success, it comes from how unselfish they are, not to mention they, they really fill it up with a ton of capable scorers. It's not just coming from one or two guys. On the other hand, Xavier, they're coming off a terrible loss at Butler last Friday. Uh, they made a comeback, but it was – a little too late there. They're really hurting without the, their second leading scorer, Zach Fremantle. He hopes to be back by the uh, Big East tourney. Jerome Hunter, he's taken his place to transfer, but he, he isn't a shooter like Fremantle. That's really killing them. Totally different player. Not to mention Sule Boom, who's their leading scorer, second leading scorer in the Big East. He busted his left ankle last Friday, Drew. He's playing back, uh, banged up. 
And about 45 minutes ago, Drew, they just ruled his backup out, Desmond Claude. That point guard, he's not going to be able to go. So they're shorthanded tonight. They are banged up. The only uh, um, little dud, really, that Marquette has had is that game that Trigg was at a couple weeks ago versus UConn. Other than that, Smart has taken this team and consistently motivated them, molded them, uh, make adjustments on the fly here uh, throughout the game. And I like the Golden Eagles here. They, they lost to Xavier uh, back in mid-January by four, and they only shot 25% from deep. That's going to be a different story tonight, Drew. Play on Marquette, minus five and a half, minus six. Real quick, just to go off what CT said, the reason Marquette struggled with UConn, UConn is a really bad matchup for them and one of the few teams that has answers to what they do. Xavier does not, in my opinion. And second, those other guys got ruled out, I think, COVID-related. So other people might be under the weather, too. It just, like, that's, I thought I saw that quick. The, the At least one of the guys that got ruled out just now for Xavier was COVID-related. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but I thought that's what my little ticker said here. So if that's the case, you might have others playing under the weather. I agree with Chris. Not a great spot for Xavier. Trick, that's a good like we're going back in time here like like what a season or two ago when when you just you heard like the murmurs of COVID and you just bet against that team because it yep. was gonna oh man Drew, that a situation it's right been now? really strong this year it just hasn't been talked about as much if you it, what they they've called it the flu like they you know flu illness yeah, but it's not it, every conference Trig. it's just a few select ones Cal, like the Big Ten. Kel, if you've been able to get ahead, uh, if you've been able to get info on teams that have had illnesses, it's probably hitting at like 70%. And it just, it's not like widely publicized because they're not canceling. I mean, sometimes they're canceling games, very rare. Most of the time they're just playing these games. A lot of the times it's coming out 10, 15 minutes before the games. The numbers aren't really moving. I'm telling you, if you've had the flu information or the, the, the illness information, you've done well this year because if you bet against it, it, it keeps cashing. So. Just it is what it is. I'm just Drew. If you don't mind, I just feel like the listeners would appreciate this real quick. I just got some some info. Trig and I saw a sharp group. I don't play NBA, as everybody knows. This morning, um, they played the Cavs, right? And we were trying to figure out what that was from. I just got a text that uh, saying that it looks like Embiid uh, is out for the 76ers. So that number's on the move. Cavs went from a dog um, to a favorite. So if you play the NBA, just thought I'd point it out to you. Yeah, seeing Philadelphia yeah, I, as high as minus one right now. Yeah, I was gonna say they played they played plus two and a half. They played it again at pick. So if you if you I mean minus one's basically pick. I don't know. Add some context. Yeah, it looks like the wager talk live odd screen going to pick across the board now. Uh DraftKings the the lone minus one. It's off, yeah. I just got uh plus one and a half, but it is off. Uh, Good stuff, you, CT. Yeah, I'm just trying to help out uh, everybody make some money here. Just beating closing lines. And uh, uh, CT, I guess just a follow-up to, to that Marquette play. I like it as well, man. I think Marquette, yeah, a lot of what you talked about, you know, what, winning 6 of 7, 11 of 13. I mean, this team is, I mean, 40 to 1 to win the national championship I just looked at today. I, I, I don't know, man. Worth a shot. But do you think that that's why this line's moving 5.5 to 7, those 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 guys that are out and anything to do with uh, COVID in your opinion? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, those are all injury. Uh, that's injury related that move there. And they were, they were shorthanded with, with Fremantle before. And I thought the line yeah. w was right at five and a half drew, which obviously I liked now they're, they're saying that um, 
the backup uh, guard for Sule, you know, and, and Sule not being a hundred percent. That's worth a point, a point and a half. Drew, I, I expect them to win by double digits tonight. Okay. And uh, hey, we got our, our buddy Mark Zeno in the house saying Xavier plus five and a half. Speaking of uh, going against each other, uh, did, does that? What are you? What are your thoughts about that CT bets? When when a when a buddy uh, a, a handicapper is going against you, does it make you change your opinion? Trig and I have this conversation all the time. We could care less. We respect our <laughs> opinion more than anybody else's out there. Doesn't matter who's on it. We like our opinion, and then if we get little uh, bits and pieces like the information I just gave on Embiid, we put we take that into uh, uh, effect, Drew. But doesn't matter to me if God's on one side, like Trigg <laughs> said earlier. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I respect mine and Trigg's more than anybody. I mean, I'm gonna take guys. I'm gonna take. I take everyone's opinion. Like it, you know. I don't really want to be on the the other side of, of something that you guys are on. Chris is on. Kelly's on. But like. At the end of the day, yeah, like if I, I mean, I love the Vols tonight, minus three. I don't really care who's on the other side. And it, and, it, and it's not to say, I, I might be wrong about that, but, you know, I've been on a nice run in college hoop and it, it checks all the boxes for me. So, you know, that that's just like, like Chris said, yeah, doesn't matter to me. Could care less. No and, hard feelings either way. And Drew, just, just want to throw this out there, right? Because Kelly and I get the, the shit for this all the time, right? Everybody's, you know, thanking me for, you know, giving that information right now. I just want to come out and say I am not an NBA handicapper. I am just betting this information. The the, the Cavs might lose this game. Like the Sixers are more than capable of winning this game without Embiid. I just yeah. want everybody know that right now. And, and at a point in time, it does uh, become an overreaction, and I may end up on the other side. We'll see what happens. Uh, when's the game tip? In an hour? 45 minutes? Yeah. We've seen 740. Yeah. So you got time. Yeah. So I well, might. Well, Kelly. Yeah. 730. I want Kel, what you say, though, and that's why I wanted to come back and say it, I was like, they came back and played it again at pick. So, I wa- so like, yeah, I think if you take plus one or pick, that's fine. But I totally get what you're saying. Like, you don't want to chase this a lot of times. Like, if it was two, if they only played two and a half and now it's minus one, that would be a scenario where I'd, I'd be like, all right, maybe I pumped the brakes. That's a pretty big move. But since, since they played again at pick, I would say, okay, yeah, you got plus one or pick. Go for it if you, if you agree with it, if you like it. Yeah, just wanted to put that out there, Trig. Um, and, and I agree with you. I, I would say, um, you know, short short of God, I would stay under that. But I, I don't care, you know, what what other people are betting. I care about the information. You know, like okay, what information are you going off of? And then maybe I'll change my opinion on that. But just because like somebody else is betting aside, I mean, I'll take notice, but I, I'll go against it. K- Kelly, anything? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we all you have to have respect for your friends and whoever you uh, you know have an opinion on. You know, I, uh, CT is not going to like this, but he was texting me after the Super Bowl. He's like, you didn't trust me. I love the Chiefs. You know, he was obviously intoxicated, obviously like <laughs> fucking like out of his mind excited because he just won a boatload on the Chiefs. And I said, CT, that's not what it is at all. And the next morning he texted me, he's like, I'm sorry. I was drunk. I'm like, I don't care. You didn't hurt my feelings, but I understand why the flip side is sometimes like, hey, I want to feel like you respect my opinion as well. And the bottom line is I respect my opinion ultimately more than anybody else's. And that's something I learned from Kenny White back in the day is you live and die by your own information, your own handicap, your own numbers. Sure. If somebody's smarter than me and I absolutely respect the hell out of them, maybe they could sway me off of a game. But I've been talked into and out of way too many games over the years 
to do that to myself anymore. So, you know, whether it's somebody agrees with me, would I add a little bit more to my bet? Probably not. Uh, it kind of just depends on who the person is, I guess. But if, you know, we're all smashing divas and having a good time and we've got money on a game we're going to, Oh, yeah, that's I think different. it just varies, frankly. But like, let's say I like the Chiefs, and then Chris came in and is like, "I love the Chiefs." Then yeah, maybe I might add to it. Yeah, I, that's almost like a different scenario, like going to a game where hanging out with a bunch of yeah, friends. Yeah, or yeah, you know, just like different. It, it kind of just depends. I mean, we all talk all the time. We always are like, "Hey, what's your best bet? What do you guys like?" I think that that's totally fine. But yeah, from time to time, when you're opposite, that's just how it's going to be. And I, I tell people yeah. that all the time on Twitter. I'm like, you're not fading me. You just like the other side. Now fading me is saying, okay, Kel likes these three games tonight and then <laughs> yeah. betting the opposite just blindly. Right. That's yeah. fading. Right. Disagreeing with somebody because you have your own opinion, your own handicap, completely different scenario. So that's why I think it's funny when people are like, I'm fading. I'm like, are you, or do you just like the other side? Cause that's completely different. If you've got your own argument and your own math and your own rationale for the other side, it's not fading at all. One thing I, I don't do, Drew, is it's kind of similar as like I, I threw out Marquette minus five and a half, you know, this morning around 11 a.m. or whatever. And one, one of my friends, not in our chat group, chat group, I won't name him, sends me a, um, a tweet from somebody who's not considered very, very good at, at gambling. Right. And he, <laughs> said, he said to me, sorry, CT, you're fucked with Marquette. And I'm like, that, that means nothing to me that that person's. <laughs> On Marquette, I I could literally. Oh, I do that to you all the time. When you're like, "Hey, I like the side," I'm like, "Rest in peace." So and so is on it, and and it's probably about fifty percent of the time, maybe less, that it actually that person's opinion is they're gonna they're not gonna lose every single game. Right. I mean, it's and it's not gonna affect the way I I think and see see the game. True. So I, you know, just thought I'd throw that out there as well. Yeah. The question is, do you actually say that to them or or text that to them? Yeah. My my exact my exact text uh, was, is I care about only my opinion. That's it. Okay. All right. I didn't know if you were like, whatever you said the first time, like, you know, kind of the backhanded slap, you know? Yeah. I, I actually, he said, I feel sorry for you. I said, don't feel sorry for me. I could care less. That's what okay. I just reread it. That's exactly what I said. Hey, hey Drew. Um, remember, so I got to say, Julian Phillips just ruled out for Tennessee. That kind of sucks for me. Ooh. Phillips and Triple J are both out, but I do think um, Bama's got uh, their big seven-footer is going to be a game-time decision. I guess he was warming up in some sort of, of race or whatnot. I personally think Tennessee's deep. Like, it's not – I'm already locked in. I'm on minus three, but that's just – you know, Drew likes Alabama, so we, we should be, you know, just giving out the info as it comes in. That is not great for Tennessee. I'll just put that out there. I thought Phillips might play. I knew tr- – uh, James was going to be out. That was like known. That was yeah. baked into the number. Uh, but Phillips, I was really hoping would play. I'm not sure if it's moved yet. And like I said, it's not going to get me off Tennessee. I'm still on him. Uh, the player in question is Betty Ako for Alabama. They're seven footer. If he gets ruled out, that's that would be the worst one in my opinion because he's their seven footer. He's their rim protector. But um, yeah, not good for Tennessee to have those two guys out. Do I think they can still win and cover? Of course. But put, just we're just giving out the info here. That just happened. He just got ruled out. So you might see some Bama buyback like as of right now. So if you do like Tennessee, I would just wait right now if you haven't bet it yet till like right before tip-off because it can only probably go one way going forward. It's still three and a half. And that's why I really didn't get involved, Triggs, because I thought I was too late to the party even at three. So 
either the market hasn't adjusted yet or bookmakers already knew that he was going to be out. Trig, what are some other games um, before we get the best bets that they asked for? Uh, I feel like we just kind of focused on on two games uh, yeah. so far. So let's fire a, a, a few off. I know we gave some good info, but um, fire a couple questions that they had. Eh? Yeah, I mean, there's so many big games tonight. Like, you know, Arkansas is playing Texas A&M. That's a big one. Um, I'll just throw, I guess we'll just throw, like, opinions out in some of the, you know, I guess I, I'll throw an opinion out right there. I think Arkansas is getting too many. I, I, think it, I think the number has moved too much. I think at plus four. I'd have to side with Arkansas. I still think we're going to see an Arkansas uptick at some point. I think Nick Smith back matters a lot. It just he, He's not going to make an impact in one game, but I think him being back in the mix could be impactful going forward. So it's not my favorite thing. I didn't bet it, but where it is now, like, listen, if you got in when Texas A&M got yourself minus two, minus two and a half, yeah. great. Yeah. At, at plus four, I think you're, you're starting to look at some pretty good value with Arkansas, who did, you know, let's, I get that there's regression possibilities based on the, the numbers of the first game, but Arkansas still won that first game by 11, and I, I still like Eric Musselman. Chris and I love Musselman. He's probably whacking like a Diet Coke right now, getting ready for the game. He, he just, guy just hammers soda on the sideline. He's a psychopath. I love him. I, I think he's going to get, I, I really do think that we're in like two weeks from now, we're going to see Arkansas having covered a number of games in a row. And listen, they beat Kentucky and they ran into a red, like Mississippi state is on fire right now. I can't even really give Arkansas. Like I'm not even going to dock them for losing that game because Mississippi state is just red hot. So at plus four, I got to, I got to lean toward Arkansas right there. I, I like your sentiment on that one trig. Let me add something. We talked about it on the college basketball show today. I think Arkansas matchup wise is, is great you know, good for the Razorbacks against Texas A&M because of the fact the way the Texas A&M plays their offense. Um, and it reminds me of the 2019 Auburn Tigers when they would just spread out and their point guard would beat his man off the dribble. And that's how they would have open shots or he would just get the layup. And that's exactly what the Aggies are doing under Buzz Williams. Their guard, Wade Taylor, he is money, guys. He scored 23 and 22 points the last two games. Yeah. But they're going up against Arkansas tonight. And Arkansas, what are they good at? Yes, like what Trigg was talking about, Musselman, he's a, he's a madman on the sidelines. I love him. But they're long. They're strong. They're good at defense. They jump out of the gym. They're not Rebound. a team that like you can Rebound, penetrate yeah. very, very well against. And therefore, I think just the matchup-wise for Arkansas, that's why I'm not betting Texas A&M. I like Texas A&M. I'm looking for ways to bet them. But I don't like that matchup tonight, guys. Drew, Drew to piggyback on you, they're long. They they rebound well, right? They're able to kick it out to those um, those guards. And when's the best time to uh, to take a three? Off of offensive rebound. Yeah. So I, they do that very well. Just wanted to add that in there. Yeah. And, and actually, it's kind of a reason I, I, I like the under. And Brian Power said this earlier. Um, what, 142, 141 and a half? Because Arkansas does have trouble scoring. That's like their weakness. They're good at defense. They're they're good at like, you know, rebounding. Um, but they don't have like true scores. I know Nick Smith's coming back, but like he really hasn't been all that good. So seeing this in the 140s, I do kind of like the under. But then it comes up, and we were talking about this in the group chat. You know, Kelly, unders 
in college basketball have gone to die. You go back a month yeah. right it's now. so bad. We're hitting 54% guys yeah. on almost 1,500 college basketball games going back a full month. 54% to the over. That is something wow. you have to take notice of. Are you are you going to touch on which conferences particularly, or would well, you like to still keep that to yourself? Well, I don't know if you saw, but the, the two I brought up and we got in a little spiff over, they both, I, I lost them both. So now I, I don't know what to do, Kelly. <laughs> you guys, well, poor Drew. It, it back I, I, last night, Drew, in, the big, yeah, in that it, conference. The offenses yeah. are just so efficient yeah. now. Yeah. Like it's offensive three. efficiency is just up so far. Like the offensive efficiency numbers are are up, and so if you're, if teams are running efficient offense, chance the games are going to go over. Like that's just simple. Fair enough. Very yeah. very simplistic answer there, uh, Trig, because that's I, what it is, and especially in the Big Twelve, and that's what Drew was alluding to is. I'm like, Drew, can I steal that from my show? And he's like, no, like I need that information for myself. And then of course they go 0-2 last night. I do feel bad. But uh, the Big 12, man, over the last month, at least in conference play, so month and a half, has just been wild. Just over, 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 over. I would I would have been terrified to bet an under. Um, and probably still. Because not really any of those teams are coming out playing lockdown defense, right? We're just not seeing it. Um, but I'm going to transition that into a team that I like tonight that does play lockdown defense. That is the Northwestern Wildcats. They helped me get my revenge on Purdue uh, the other night, and they won outright. That was nice. I, I joked on Twitter I was not going to bet against Purdue. I was not going to bet against Purdue, but, of course, I was. And I'm going to take uh, the Wildcats again here at home. If you guys remember just uh, about a week and a half ago, this team just got obliterated at home uh, by Michigan. Only scored 51 but that's kind of the name of their game, right? They they win ugly and they lose uglier. And I think tonight is a, a win ugly scenario, low scoring game, probably in the mid 60s against Indiana. I love this defense. They are absolutely smothering. And, and one of the uh, handicapping tools I like, and I've said this before on the show, is Ken Palm Plus. And that's because you can manipulate the data. So one of the things that Northwestern uh, does really well is they don't turn the ball over. And they're even better at that at home. They turn the ball over less than 9% of the time at home, Drew. And I mean, they are just locked down. They also make their free throws, which is not something I can say about this Indiana team. Uh, they can be really frustrating. We've seen them have their own nice little win streak since uh, losing that road game to Maryland. They're off a nice win over Michigan. I'm hoping Northwestern doesn't have that uh, – that letdown spot, right, after beating the uh, top team in the country in Purdue. But I do think that they're really well coached, and I expect a knockout, dragout fight here with the Wildcats coming on top. Good breakdown there in the Big Ten, Kelly. Hey, follow-up question. What, what were you going at with uh, Ken Palm Plus? Okay, so you have Ken Palm. It's 20 bucks a year. If you're not utilizing that, you're an idiot. Uh, that's mm -hmm. what all the bookmakers use. I'm not saying to use his numbers. I'm not saying to use that. But the advanced metrics that he provides is basically free. So about a couple of years ago, he came out with Ken Palm Plus, and I'm like, 500 bucks? Uh, do I really want to shell it out? It's been worth every penny because you can manipulate the data, whether it's – you can uh, do home road dichotomies, you can do conference play, you can do non-conference, which we saw uh, work out really well for me in the uh, Big 12 SEC uh, kind of like mid-season tournament, if you will. But what I really like is just being able to manipulate the data in such a way that you can – let's say that – CT's Baylor Bears has one really bad game. You can actually unmark that box and it will skew the data if you throw out the one like terrible game. No or they had one great game. You can throw that out as well or pick and choose kind of how you want to manipulate it. I'll give you my login, Drew. It's wonderful. 
um, especially when looking for these home teams, right? Right now, I'm not looking to back very many road teams. And that's just the truth, uh, especially in the Big 12. We've seen it just be an absolute gauntlet. And I, I could say almost the same thing for the Big 10, just on a smaller scale. Teams are really tough to beat at home. And that's why I like Northwestern tonight. Wow, I love that. I, I, did you guys know about Ken Palm Plus? I feel like I should have known about this earlier. I think Kelly's both of you guys good. have my login, but I can yeah. be wrong. Uh, really? I, yeah. I, I always forget that you gave it to me, gave it to us, and I forget to use it. Just, Listen, there's yeah, so it, much information it. out there, right? Like guys yeah, in the comments, exactly. Stat Muse. There's a ton of really good ones on Twitter. Right. Uh, Bart yep. Ball. I can't ever say shot quality is good. Kolovic. I like shot quality. Shot quality is good. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. That. You, utilize your own. But because of me, Drew, wanting to manipulate the data, because we do do media, right? And I need to make a case yeah. for a team. And you can't just go, well, Ken Palm said this. Well, so-and-so right. said that. When you're breaking down your own numbers and, and using that data to support your numbers, it's been really, really helpful. But we've also seen me kind of been on this crazy roller coaster ride. Last night, I uh, had an L with Oklahoma State. Just like Oklahoma versus KU looked good for uh, about and the entire first half, uh, gives up a bomb three in the corner, kills the first half spread, and then that was all she wrote. KU absolutely dominated that second half, uh, as to be expected. Drew, that, that comment was referring to last night's LSU-Georgia game. On last week's show, I said, if Georgia beats Kentucky, whoever's going to that Georgia game should come back and take LSU. And then I didn't do it myself. After I said on the show, if Georgia beats Kentucky, we got to come back and take LSU. And I unfortunately, Drew, I tuned in to that horrific performance for LSU over the weekend against Texas A&M and decided I just don't want any part of this team. And they came and and I believe, did LSU, I didn't watch the end of that game. I think I think they might have covered, but not won. I, I didn't, didn't yeah, no, I, yeah. I don't know what ended up happening. I, I caught glimpses of it because it was just two terrible teams. I like to bet Georgia <laughs> in certain spots, but Georgia should never be that big of a favorite. I don't care right. if they're at home or not. But then LSU has been on my do not bet list for at least a month. I mean, that team is just in shambles. Not New Mexico State shambles, but damn close. I mean, that team is not, not great. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I mean, 63, 62, 53, the last time. That's their scoring output the last three games. That team can't score. You bring up New Mexico State. What's the deal here? They're just shutting down the program and like uh, that. Well, there was, they say it's not related to the guy that was involved in the shooting, but. It's hazing. It's hazing. That's what it was. It was a hazing incident. And I think it was just such a shit show. They're like, oh, we're, we, we, they canceled the season. Believe they fired the coach. Uh, they I think it was just. fired a, the coach. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was like completely unrelated to the shooting incident. So like two things like that, and I think they were like, "Yeah, we're we're all set." <laughs> we're, yeah. The big winner here is Chris Jans for getting the hell out of New Mexico State. Sorry, Jamil. Jamil, I don't know who the fuck Mitch is, nor do I care. How about that? Hey, Craig. <laughs> let's um. So before we get the best best real quick, I thought thought it'd be cool to do this, right? So you like Tennessee tonight? Um, Drew on Bama. I, I don't, I, I mean, I lean the vols. I, I haven't played it, but curious. I'm looking at Saturday right now. Say Tennessee wins tonight and you're correct, right? They go to Kentucky one o'clock on Saturday at Rupp. You do you like Kentucky in that spot? If Tennessee wins and knocks off the number one team in the country tonight, I kind of do. 
Probably. I'd have to see how, how Kentucky comes into the game and whatnot, but I mean, that'll be... Kentucky's a team that I think They're you can... Up uh, too, Kentucky. I'm trying to figure out this Kentucky team, right? Their fans are, like, ready to jump off a cliff, like, mid-December, right? Because they had a whole, like, what was it? Six losses or something, and you're just like, everybody relax. Like, this is pretty normal. I know you guys are a little spoiled there in Lexington, but calm down. And then they just rattle off two straight losses. Trust me, Mississippi State is not a good program. They're just not a good basketball team. They've been playing better as of late. If Kentucky struggles with Mississippi State tonight, like the line indicates, which I'm not getting involved in the game, that is really going to be kind of concerning because they're going to then have lost three straight, now go home, expect them to get up big for Tennessee. Uh, I'd be kind of curious to see scheduling spot-wise, Chris, to see how they do come to play versus the Vols. Yeah, the one I, thing... I agree with you, Kelly. Just Kentucky's tough for me to figure out right now. Like I, I haven't bet on them or agree. against them. I, I yeah, I, I haven't either. The only time Drew. I bet against them was with um, when did I bet against them this year? I think I bet against them with Kansas, and I did have George on my long list. Didn't get to the window with them, and of course they won outright, which was just absolutely bonkers. Uh, but yeah, this is a Kentucky team that look. Bottom line, they're young. They aren't that cohesive. Calipari, maybe he's, uh, you know, getting a little hurt by some of that nil money, finally. You know what I mean? We thought that the little teams were going to get hurt, but in fact, I think it's some of the bigger schools that are that are feeling some of the pain. Well, Wheeler and Frederick have, have been banged up uh, pretty much all year, and they, they're out again tonight, too, so that, that doesn't help them. So. Very true. Drew, we had someone ask us uh, in the – show comments or the before the show to touch on college basketball futures should we i just want to throw that out there maybe we could go around the horn quick before best bets i know chris and i have a couple opinions i don't know but like it's getting to be a time where you could start to maybe sprinkle a future here or, or two on ncaa tournament teams i mean i have a couple from before the season so i'll just throw it out there let's do it i got two um you want me to start Start us off yeah all right um well, I don't want to still see T's Thunder, but I, I jumped on uh, Marquette 40 to 1. And another one, you, I'm going way off the radar here. This team might not even make March Madness, but they're surprising. And we touched on them a little bit. A little SEC action here. Watch Texas A&M play, guys. Buzz Williams got them going. And they got Wade Taylor at the point guard position. I already touched on a little bit. They're spreading them out. And he is a good, good player. like Like NBA type guy that you probably haven't even heard of yet. And Texas A&M, I can't even add up all the wins that they've had here. Look what they're doing in the SEC. Arguably, what, the second best conference? And nobody's even talking about them. 200 to 1 to win the national championship? Give me some Texas A&M, guys. I just bought on it for a little bit. So uh, that's right. one way off the radar for you. Yeah, I'll just throw out the one. So before the season, Chris and I, Played four different four different futures. We took Houston, Baylor, Tennessee, and Texas, all at like pretty much what was the best number at the time. I think we've got decent numbers on pretty much all of them, except maybe I, I know Baylor. You could have got a really good number a couple weeks ago. The one I might add, um, after seeing him play in person last week, is UConn. I I still even though they've kind of been a mess, they've somehow lost like seven Big East game uh, Big East games. I still think they've got the right mixture of like size, ability to play defense, enough shooting where 
if they somehow got it all going together at, at the same time come March Madness, I mean, the game I went to, they just mopped the court with Marquette. So, like, it's definitely the potential is there. I don't know what's wrong with that team, Drew, but at, you know, I, I think right now uh, you'd be buying in pretty low on UConn. Uh, I think they may, might be worth a, a few dollars, and that that's really where I'll probably cut it off, at least for now, uh, with my you know, liability with uh, NCAA futures. Though I think Houston's going to win it. I think they're the best team. Yeah, I, I agree with Trig. I'm obviously on all of those. Um, the one that I am going to add that we don't have is if after tonight, if you're correct on the vols, I'll be adding Alabama um, because they're nine to one right now. And if they lose tonight, you'll probably be able to get 12, 13 to one, maybe better. Uh, I think Houston and Alabama are the two most complete teams in the country. Kelly, you, Kelly, like, you anything? like anything? Yeah, no, I don't bet futures bets. You guys know this. Like, very, very rarely. <laughs> like, every once in a while. Like, every three or four years, I may have a Super Bowl future or a March Madness future. I think uh, I'm a little late to the party. I think betting these futures um, early, December, late November, is the key. To, the key, Unless, uh, of course, your coach beats up her his uh, – daughter's fiance and then just completely wrecks that for you sorry ct uh, i know you had a future on texas and doesn't matter the they're still nasty i'm not saying it's still not a very feasible bet i just that's the problem i have right i i think i need to bet it early and then i get fucked on something absolutely ludicrous like that like chris beard thank you so much uh for having a great family thanksgiving and then i'm holding subsequently a ticket that is worth you know, half of what I could currently get in the market. And that's where right now, I think if you guys are looking, something like what Drew just said, you're looking for long shots. I'm not looking to be betting favorites right now. Frankly, I'm not really looking at the futures market. And that's just because it's just not really my forte. Yeah, Kelly, I mean, I know we got best bets coming up, but I'm not really a futures market better either, guys. I, it's just Texas A&M kind of surprised me. And I went to go look at what they were in the futures market. And I just saw 200 to one. And like, that's crazy. Yeah, you put 50 bucks to win, what, 10 grand? I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's not something. And Drew, I want to make a point to defend, to, to support that decision, right? Because um, I do NCAA futures as my alternative to having to fill out a bracket. I just don't do the brackets. Don't like it. Doesn't do anything for me. There's no money to be that. made there. So I'll, I'll, but I like, you know, I'll have my futures going just, I guess, you know, as an alternative to that. And I, I think there's some value in it, but because it's the NCAA tournament and you've got a nice 200 to one ticket, you don't need them to win. Like if they get to the final four, you're going to make money having that. Like you, you, you have the op opportunity to profit if they win four games. So it's like, yeah, I, I'm all about taking a, a 200 to one type team because you'll have, you'll have more like potentially have more than one opportunity to like secure profit, get your money back, maybe even free roll it the rest of the way. So yeah, if you got a, a, a team that's a long shot like that that you think could make some noise, I say go for it. So here, still, here's my question, yeah. my my last comment before we get to best bets, because I just I want to know and have, you know, some, I guess, clarification from Drew. So, Drew, when you're betting a team like Texas A&M that may not even make the tournament, right? Like we kind of just said that. They're on the outside looking in currently. And you're getting a crazy odd, Right. What are you hoping? Are you hoping they make the tournament and then you bet against them? Are you hoping they make the Sweet 16? I mean, like, these teams like St. Peter's, these teams like, uh, I'm trying to think, like Loyola Chicago, years past, right? They had extenuating odds. And then all of a sudden they make it to the Elite Eight or Final Four. 
no problem. You can hedge from there. You can sell it on prop shop. You can do all sorts of things. Uh, but that's kind of where my, my question is, is what are you hoping with that $50 on Texas A&M? Kelly, this is exactly how it went down. All right. I was okay. watching Texas A&M play <laughs> first off against Auburn and okay. they won the game. And I'm like, man, that Texas A&M team, the way that they were playing, it reminded me of the 2019 Auburn Tigers. If you remember that team, they had a guy named Jared Harper as their point guard. He's now in the Phoenix Suns organization. Nobody even knew of him then. I only knew of him because I was an Auburn fan and watched him play. Kelly, they were going into about this time of year. I believe it was going into Valentine's Day. That team that made it all the way to the Final Four, if you remember, it was the year before the pandemic. There was a double dribble that Virginia didn't get called for in the Final Four. That's how their season ended. And that team was 5-6, and six, under 500 in SEC play, going into right now. And then they went on a run, and I noticed that I made money betting on them because they would change their offense to their best player at the point guard position, and everybody else just get out of his way. And Jared Harper would beat his on-ball defender almost every time and either lay it up or dish it out for somebody to have an open shot. And that's what Texas A&M is doing right now. And I love that type of offense and Wade Taylor, okay. in my opinion, is that type of player. So it's one of those things. I don't think the market is in tune to what's really happening here. And at 200 to one, I mean, this team is 18 and seven. I believe they're like 10 and two in the SEC. They're probably going to make March Madness. It's just nobody's yeah, really they, talking about it. I definitely it. think that they have an outside shot. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't looked at a recent bracketology. A lot of guys are asking about, you know, wh well, when would you make it? Would you wait till the brackets come out? I honestly, I, futures bets, by the time the bracket comes out, you're way too late, in my opinion. At that point in time, I think you could have, found better value. You could find better value betting open parlays at that point and just rolling over the money line. Well said there, Kelly. Guys, we got to uh, get the best bets. We're going over uh, time-wise. Thought it was a great show overall. Again, we're brought to you by Viva Tequila Seltzer. Check it out, vivatequilaseltzer.com. If you use the promo code HUSTLE20 at checkout, guys, it's really good. If you don't like hangovers, there's no sugar. Viva Tequila Seltzer is a refreshing and drinkable hard seltzer. 88 calories, zero carbs, zero sugar, 4.5% ABV. Viva, the perfect drink for your post-game or pre-game celebrations. It was created with the active lifestyle in mind. Also powered by wagertalk.com on the wagertalk YouTube channel. That's how you can watch it live. Also, wherever you're downloading your, uh, your podcast at The Hustle Show Podcast. Chris Thurston, Kelly Stewart, Adam Trigger, I'm Drew Martin. We got final thoughts here. Uh, best bets going around the horn. Chris Thurston at CTBets16 on Twitter. CT, any final thoughts, best bets for the show? Um, yeah, final thoughts. I think somebody in the comments said something like Mitch is, is destroying us on, on his platform. Hopefully <laughs> you're not talking about Mitch from um, Pick Dogs because everybody that works there is brain dead. So if you want to lose money, you could go over there and watch. <laughs> I Mitch. didn't even realize that's who they were probably Pick talking dogs. about. Uh, it's the fact oh. that you even said that out loud is don't Hilarious. do that. Again. No, don't. Because all you're going to do is now give – all these people who have no idea who the fuck he is, now they're going to go look and see who the fuck he is. I, I think it's hilarious. It's I've, never, I've never heard of him. I've never met him. Um, I know he um, inadvertently stole a really nice woman from us at Wager Talk and then fired her. And I think that's really shitty because uh, that just shows what a, what a great human being he really is, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, but he's great. Okay. Anyway, so going to uh, my best bet here, uh, Drew, I'm going to go Florida State Clemson here. And uh, this Seminoles team, they, they lost five of their, their last six games, five of their last eight road games and they've really struggled offensively um especially on the road they're scoring less than 70 points per game um and they're rebounding it's been horrible on the road so i I really don't expect them um to be too good here tonight the tigers they've been they've been awesome at home they've won six of their last seven home games um and they've played really well offensively offensively at home um scoring more than about 76 points per game um while making about 50 percent of their shots here so i'm on the clemson tigers minus nine i think it might have ticked up a little bit while we've been doing this show Yeah, i think it's 10 right now CT. yeah so um for the sake of the show um drew clemson minus 10 best bet Okay, minus 10. Uh, DraftKings has nine and a half. Uh, one offshore has nine and a half, and Circa is nine and a half. Are we allowed to give them nine and a half? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Circa. There we go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We, 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 it's best bets here, guys. He's CT bets. We got Clemson nine and a half. Adam Trigger at Top Flight SI on Twitter. The Twitter spaces he's got going. He's got wagertalk.com. Uh, he knows his college basketball. He knows uh, a, a I'm guessing other things as well. Trig, what do we got? <laughs> Final thoughts and best bets. <laughs> um, so real quick, Drew, I just want to fire a couple off at the horn. People asked about these games. Someone asked about Tulsa plus four and a half. I had Tulsa as a best bet over the weekend. Uh, they lost by like 100. It was an absolutely horrific performance against UCF. That being said, they're at home. My thought in that game is I don't think you, uh, I don't think South Florida deserves to be a road favorite. So it would be Tulsa plus four and a half would be the lean or nothing for me. Someone else said, Trig, that's a sick Cincy zip up you have there. Do you have a, are you, are, do you, you know, why are you wearing that? Well, A, I went to Cincinnati game a couple weeks ago. Fifth Third Arena is awesome. I got this there. Uh, as far as my opinion on that game tonight, yeah, I lean towards Cincy a little bit. Eastern Carolina, they canceled a game over the weekend. Uh, a death within the program they canceled the game for. I just think Cincinnati's pretty good. So not not a huge opinion, but I would probably lay the points there. I, I think ultimately it gets there. I, I just like Cincinnati in that matchup. My best bet for the show, I'm going to go 25 minutes down the road for me, guys, to Hamilton, New York, to Colgate University, Central New York. They're at home tonight against Army. And, guys, I would take the points. I think it's too many. Army plus 12, it's a game that doesn't mean a whole lot from Col- for Colgate. They've already wrapped up. The Patriot League, they could lose the last four games. It would not matter. They would. They have the tiebreaker. They would win the league. So, you know, not much to play for. I've seen them sort of go into cruise control in these bigger spread games a couple times of late. And Army really took them to the wire in the first game, Drew. Colgate was a seven-point favorite on the road. They needed a buzzer beater to come from behind and win that game in West Point. And remember, the Patriot League is one of, like, Four conferences that still plays their conference tournament at the higher seed, meaning campus sites host all the games. So if you're Army, like there's a massive difference between finishing second or third or fourth because you get that home game, and that's key in the conference tournament. Army, Jalen Rucker, one of the best players in the conference. They know they can they know they can hang with Colgate. They they had them on their home court. They fell short late. I mean, you had a seven-point favorite that almost lost. Now Army's just all of a sudden catching 12 on the road. This team's talented. I, I saw them play at Siena earlier this year. They won in overtime. Um, and again, I just think Jalen Rucker is an, an exceptional player. 
Army, there's some redeeming qualities there. So I think that's too many, guys. Army plus 12 will be my best bet for the show. I think that's a better game than people might think it is going to be. In Hamilton, New York tonight, Drew, right down the road from me, 25 minutes away. All right, and why aren't you there? Isn't that like your new claim to fame? You like go to games? Kel, I'm not there. You want to know why I'm not there? A, I've been to a couple Colgate games this year. B, I didn't want to miss you guys. And C, I'm going out to Youngstown, Ohio tomorrow. I will be at Youngstown State, Milwaukee, first place in the Horizon League on the line. It's going to be a great game. Can't wait for it. And I can tell you guys I'll probably bet the Penguins of Youngstown Youngstown State as soon as the line opens tonight. All right like it all right good stuff all right Kelly, i'm gonna keep wanna... mine short and sweet yep. it looks like the market agreed with me here uh i took fresno state plus eight earlier down uh to seven and a half and even some sevens so jump on that if you have not already and i know nobody wants to back a nine and 15 team catching points at home but fresno state has been super scrappy for me and san diego state what have they done they've won and covered seven of their last excuse me they've covered seven of their last eight they only lost the lone game where on the road in Reno, this team is just not the same on the road that they are at home. Uh, squeaked out a win on the road versus Utah State. Fresno State's been good to me in certain key situations, and that is playing up to their level of ability, and that is against teams like UNLV, teams like New Mexico. So I'm expecting a pretty decent performance from the Bulldogs tonight. They like to play really slow. I hope that takes San Diego State kind of out of their rhythm, if you will. Uh, I know San Diego State, one of the most experienced teams in the country, very well coached by Brian Dutcher, but Mountain West has been good to me. And uh, outside of the other night, uh, hopefully keep it rolling. Air Force kind of put a wrench into things about a week and a half ago for me. But other than that, I've only lost one Mountain West game this year. So let's hope that uh, I keep it just with the two losses there and uh, the Bulldogs keep it close here at home. KIV becoming the Mountain West specialist here on the hustle. Check her yeah, out. Yeah, uh, like Drew, you just got to figure out which conferences you're good at. The Mountain West is uh, just yeah. a conference I've always paid attention to from living in Las Vegas, and uh, they've been good to me this year. This year, that conference, the Big 12, a little bit of Big 10, and definitely not the Big East. And I'm not going to bet Marquette tonight because I do not want to mush uh, CT's Marquette play. He's welcome in advance. If I take Marquette, they're going to lose outright. That's how the Big East works for me. Clint. Oh, no. Clint, if that is really nine and a half, I might have to look into that further. I didn't, I didn't think Youngstown was going to be that big of a favorite, but uh, so I will get back to you guys. I will post who I like in that game by the morning. So don't bet that yet. Let me look into it further. I'll let you know. <laughs> oh man, guys, I, I would it be mushing on Marquette? I one last thing before my best bet here, uh, <laughs> CT. You were giving out the information about what Xavier uh, being at without their two point guards. Is it? Uh, Sule Boom is hurt. I just saw a tweet. He's starting. Um, he's got a banged up ankle. His backup is out. So not sure who's going to come in and replace him when he needs rest and if he gets hurt again. Okay. So. Okay. Just wanted to make sure before I get uh give out my best bet here. Xavier and Marquette, guys, 159 is the low watermark. 159 and a half, widely available here. I'm going up and over Xavier and Marquette. Um, I know Xavier's banged up here, a couple guys out, but Marquette, the style of basketball that they do play, it's up and down. They're at home. I think that they're going to win this game. I bet them on the side as well. Um, in home teams, when they're favorites, I feel like they do a lot of times play in front of their home crowd, run it up a little bit at the end. So uh, I think that might help us if it's close. So 159 and a half, Xavier and Marquette, number one, number two in the Big East.
nationally televised game up and over for my best bet. That's CT Clemson minus nine in the hook. Trig on Army plus 12. KIV, that's Kelly Stewart Fresno plus seven and a half as the underdog there in the Mountain West. And I'm on Marquette and Xavier over 159 and a half. That does it for the show. Chris Thurston, Kelly Stewart, Adam Trigger. I'm Drew Martin. Check out wagertalk.com, viva tequila seltzer.com as well. Thanks for tuning in. Please smash that like button. Feel free to comment below. We'll talk next Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Cash those tickets until then. Thanks for tuning in.